When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Speaking of, speaking of Jesus, I think everybody should be really scared because of the coronavirus, the Vatican has canceled Easter masses. It's got to be pretty bad if Jesus has to stay dead this year. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Jesus to re uh, resurrect it as a zombie, man. That'd be cool. Zombie Jesus? That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid in church, I always used to daydream about him just like coming down off the cross and walking around. What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Rat Salad Review with your hosts, Wayne Noon, Greg Norgal, and Nate Lander. Welcome to Red cool. Salad View. What's up? I don't know. You called us uh, on. <laughs> but as you can see, there is a, uh, a a person that's usually not on this show in Nate's spot. That's you, Mr. Oh. Lou. Hello. Mr. Lou Mavs. What up, everybody? What's going on? From the Lou, Lou Mavs uh, Music is Life podcast. That's currently on hiatus, but I'm around. Why is it on hiatus? <laughs> Because I can't find time to do the damn show. <laughs> you are, you're not even working. Cut it out. I am working. I'm working from home. I'm raising my 20-month-old daughter. Oh, cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> it's, just, it's been very difficult, so that's why I've been medicating myself with the makeshift Lemmy over here. Maker's Mark and Pepsi. Cheers, everybody. Oh, boy. All right, well, oh, that's so good. Anyway. No. But Nobody, uh, nobody's waiting for your podcast anyway, so it's all right. Yeah, what do I got? I think the last episode got three listeners, so whatever. Thanks, really? all three. Yeah. yeah. No, it's gotten more. I'll have to not check. Not for an anchor. No? I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll look on on uh, our thing and see what you got. Yeah. I know you do get some listens, at least five. That, that's better than three. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, we have Greg here. What's up, Greg? Mr. Obituary. Not much. <laughs> Just sitting over here, slowly rotting, you know. Good, good. I see what you did there. Ah, 
<laughs> I don't even like that band. I saw what you did there. <laughs> uh, Everybody should like Obituary. No. If not Obituary, then at least Andrew WK, considering Daniel Tardy's a drummer in both bands. Oh, really? Uh, Donald, but yes, he is. I did not what know What did that. I call him? Daniel. Oh, uh, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I got, no got my D's wrong. <laughs> D's got, nuts. Oh. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I got your D's. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, that uh, was great. I haven't had anybody give me an opening to do that in a long time. <laughs> just for that, we're gonna close the show with finger guns. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's go to some news. Um, what do you say? Yeah, Good? sure. Um, great. What, Mark? forget his last name from Fountains of Wayne died of the uh, coronavirus or complications arisen from the coronavirus, I guess I should say. Yeah, Mr. Adam Schlesinger, rest in peace. That sucks. Uh, did it say anything about, like, did he have previous conditions or anything? Mm-hmm. No? No, not really. Hmm. That's scary. I was 52. I mean, it yeah, it just happened, so. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sure more news will come out, but yeah. it's fucking. Do you know anybody that, that has uh, coronavirus, Lou? Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, Lou Cavaris, uh, the oh, original yes. guitar player in Riot, uh, just passed away from it last week. Rest in peace, Lou. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, two friends of mine, their father in Mandraki, in Nisiros, the island where my parents were born, uh, he passed away from it. So, uh, oh, rest wow. in peace to him. Um, and I, I, that's as far as I know who has it. Currently, um, my mother-in-law actually just uh, got tested for it today because she's been battling a fever since Friday. So, uh, keep my fingers crossed and say my prayers for her. Yeah. So, Hopefully it comes out negative. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, so? What about you, Greg? Anybody over there? I know your your people over there aren't really uh, having too much of an effect, are you? Oh well, I mean, you know, it's it's starting up. Um, it's getting a little worse, but nobody mm-hmm. I know has it. The cases are going up pretty steady. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, um, only, we're, what was that? Oh, only two people have died, I think, and they've both been like old people that had cancer and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where me and Lou are, it's a shit show here. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I think I think uh, out east has got it worse than uh, Nassau County, which is really incredibly fortunate. Yeah, I didn't say I, where, but I haven't I haven't looked it up yet. I'll but, have to look uh, it up, although I shouldn't. <laughs> public, public service announcement: Stay the fuck indoors, you jackasses. Anyways, do. don't go anywhere. I know you were Italian. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my friend, uh, actually, Greg, uh, Pete, remember Pete that was on the show for a little while? Yeah. Uh, he's been sick for like the last 17 days. Wow. He's been feeling, he doesn't know because he never, he never went and got tested. He's going to go see a doctor tomorrow, but he's not, I don't think he's still, still not going to get tested because he doesn't want to go to the hospital because God forbid he does have it. Then they're going to put him in the, you know, the hospital and God forbid, who knows what could happen in there because they're going to throw him into the place and then he'll probably end up dying. You know, the way there's just no room, 
you know? Can he do a weird. virtual session? He he did with his regular doctor, but the doctor just prescribes him medicine and nothing works. So. Because mm. he's, he's in Queens, so the, oh, the uh, hospitals out there, yeah, they're just, you know, no good. So. Yeah, I know. I don't have anything good to say about Mount Sinai, unfortunately. Right. So it's... We'll find out tomorrow, hopefully. I mean, he's had this for so long now, he probably, if he did have it, it's it's probably almost on its way out, you know? So hopefully, if he did have it, it's it's done now. Mm, yeah. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow. It's just scary, you know? And plus, he's got a baby on the way and everything, so... Not good. So everybody, like Lou said, stay the fucking doors, please. Public service announcement from Outside Review. That's right. That's right. Uh... Some good news, Ozzy Osbourne has made mind-blowing progress after stem cell treatment. Some bad news, his last album sucks shit. <laughs> and you can hear all about it on Music is Life podcast. What, how many episodes ago? Like two, three episodes ago? One or two. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I agree, it sucks. Yeah, well, as long as he's okay, though. That, that's the main thing. Uh, seeing after yeah. one treatment of stem of uh, stem cell... Uh, what has happened and the progress that he's made is mind-blowing, Kelly told Entertainment Tonight. He wants to get up. He wants to do things. He wants to be part of the world again. He's walking better. He's talking better. His symptoms are lessening. He's building the muscle strength back and he that he needs after his spine surgery. Good. So, All the best to Ozzy on his recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, he needs to stay home with this coronavirus. Mm, yeah. Definitely somebody like that. Um, yes, good here? luck, dude. Tony Iommi on possibility of releasing new music. He's got loads of stuff. Yep, like 500 riffs. Yeah. Does anybody want to hear another Tony Iommi album? Yes. Yeah. 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 It has to be better than 13. I was just going to say, after 13, you want another one? <laughs> I thought that, Forbidden couldn't that... be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, there's still some stuff on Forbidden I like, though. Thirteen is just complete garbage. Um, no, there's, we, you know, it's funny we spoke earlier about earlier before about music without soul. That's got no soul about it whatsoever. I mean, it just sounds like if they try to do Paranoid over again with like hints of the other albums yeah. from their first four, but mm-hmm. it's just. I mean, Brad Wilk added nothing, nothing to that album. It's all Ruben's fault. I went a rant on a rant about it our last episode where we did most hated albums. Yeah. Just sounds like Black Sabbath trying to sound like Black Sabbath. And you can tell Ruben went, okay, let's just take a bunch of ideas from your first five records and redo them, but of lesser quality. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like if you listen to their original output from the uh, from from the original four members, the eight albums, none of them sound the same. None of them, you know. And that's you know, people want to say, oh, Sabbath, you know, just like so, some people actually say that it's the same slow, doomy riffs with Ozzy's attempt at singing. But I'm just like, um, I don't think I don't think most people could have pulled off what they did. So, oh, we got somebody else. Hello. Hey, that is Nate. Nate is here. I'm the other host. Ah, oh, hello, Nate. Hey. <laughs> Cheers. This is Lou Mavs. It's called or a Lou. fashionable entrance. Or, or, or Lou, how do you pronounce your full last name? I can never figure that out. Mavrudis. 
remember who it is. All right. It's not as hard as I thought it was. That's why I can just keep the first syllable and pluralize it. <laughs> but Nate, Lou, Lou, Nate. Cheers. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. The Tossing yeah. Holocaust t-shirt? Waste. Oh, shit. Municipal Waste. Oh, Municipal Waste. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. It's his favorite band. It's my third favorite band. What's your favorite band? Metallica. Really? Yeah, it's Metallica not, I, made in Municipal Waste. I did not he's see that. Me- he's mentioned this a few I times don't, I usually don't pay attention to what he says. Wayne Subin is trying to keep the show afloat by making sure the equipment doesn't fail, the poor guy. That's right. Or keeping us on topic. That's right. That's what I do. Right. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, back to some shitty news. Gary Holt from uh, Exodus. He has tested positive for COVID. Yeah. yeah. Officially. That pissed me off. That pisses me off, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, Holt said he received his results uh, March 31st, 11 days after he was tested. I was waiting uh, for it, though. Yeah. I already knew hey. he was sick. Yeah, a few weeks ago he said he was sick, and I guess he finally had to get that test, so... Speedy recovery to Gary Holt. Got to get how's, him back up and running. How's the situation with the drummer from Death Angel? I don't know. There was no news about the drummer from Death Angel. What happened right. to the drummer from Death Angel? He got coronavirus. Yeah, he too. Last, last he was in the ICU. Really? Oh, I had no idea. I thought he was getting up better. <clears throat> I hadn't haven't heard anything else since he went into the hospital. Honestly. Mm. Uh, back to good news again. Miley Cruz, Vince Neil is working out like a fucking madman. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> devil. And also in Motley Crue news, as a new single release, they will be doing a cover of the Van Halen song Pound Cake, and Vince was very disappointed when he learned it was not a recipe. <laughs> However, they will be running through... With it anyway, and releasing this succulent new single this summer. Can we please correct that and say it's Van Hagar, not Van Halen? Well, if we're going to correct it, we'll change it to Vangina, which is my new name for that era of Van Halen. Yacht Van Halen. Love it. Yeah, Vangina, exactly. Because it's not Sammy Hagar's fault. Eddie's... It's, it's mostly partially, his fault. It's partially <laughs> Sammy Hagar's fault. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't just be a testament to mediocrity like that and not cause a problem in a band. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like Blaze Bailey. Suffers. Somebody said, like, the uh, the weirdest comparison. They said, well, if you think about it, Sammy's no different than Dave Menachetti of Y&T in terms of, his, in terms of his music and delivery. I'm like, there's a huge no. difference. Y&T doesn't suck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's not even close to being the same. I actually know some people who compare them. I'm like, there's no comparison. I mean, but, um, from the Bay Area, so what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so Vince uh, Neil, he's working out like a madman, huh? Did he regurgitate John Karabi yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully he... Uh gets on track here you know i'd like to see him be in shape you know for a change and maybe he'll sing better because that one fucking thing i everybody has seen him do on i guess it was like on some live thing or whatever 
He didn't even well, sing yeah. the words to that song. That he was can't terrible. goddamn breathe because he was yeah. so heavy. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, the exercise will help him key star his heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Ward on Black Sabbath's 2011 reunion contract. Uh, even yeah. if someone, yep, even if someone had held a gun to my head, I couldn't have signed it. Yeah. Uh, he says, I wish uh, the others all the best. I really do. Um, do I still love them? Yes. I certainly don't resent them. I just wish them well. Uh, he's made it uh, very well known to everybody who was important that I wanted something that was fair. And it just didn't happen. Even if someone had held a gun to my head, I couldn't have signed a contract. It was one of the most regrettable things I've ever done through my life. And I was particularly sad for the fans for over how things ended up. But that hasn't stopped me from loving the guys. Black Sabbath is where my heart lies. Yeah, I think he's better off he didn't do it. Spell anyway. thirteen would have been much better with him on it. Probably. Yeah, it would have. Well, I, I just, I don't understand why they tried to fuck him so hard in that contract deal. Anyway, aside but from Ozzy, he's what keeps the uh, like flow of Black Sabbath going. Well, I mean, you, you know, slow. you can say Sharon or Ozzy or whatever at some point, but at some point you also have to acknowledge the fact that Iomi and Geezer would have been equal partners with Ozzy in it. You know, it's not like they didn't have any say on what was written, which is just I mean, why. Tony owns Black Sabbath, yeah. basically. Which uh, is why I just don't I, understand why he, why they all turned around and were kind of like, oh, well, fuck Bill, you know. Actually, cool. I think... Ozzy actually sued Tony for co-ownership of the name Black Sabbath sometime around 2006, which is why in 2007, when they reunited with Ronnie, you know Bill Ward was originally supposed to be part of that. But again, he said there was a contract dispute, which is why he didn't sign on, so they got Vinny back in. But by Mm -hmm. early 2007, Ozzy and Tony both co-owned the name Black Sabbath. So Geezer has nothing to do with it. And hmm. Bill, I just feel like he gets shafted because, uh, well, most people think, oh, he's just a drummer. They could get anybody else. Well, I think it proved having Brad Wilk and Tommy Clufetos, you can't just get anybody else when it comes to Black Sabbath. You need Bill Ward. The, the sum equals the whole of that band. The, you can't have a... I mean, that's not to say that other Sabbath lineups didn't create great music. But, you know, that's just content that they put out that was just really good. Some people prefer uh, an album like Headless Cross or... or uh, not, some do like the Seven Star, actually. Um, what's the, the one between that? Uh, Eternal Idol. Some people mm-hmm. even think Born Again is like the last good Sabbath album, the one with Ian Gillen. It is. But, it's the best album they ever <laughs> recorded. <laughs> but, you know, they, <laughs> no, I love that album, so I, I can't say anything bad about it, but there's just the magic about the original four that you can't replicate with anybody else. Well, except for Ronnie James Dio on Heaven and Hell and Once Dio Gillen on Born Again. Him. That is a perfect album, in my opinion. So, well, you know, once Dio came in, they had a singer that could actually sing, so it really opened up the possibilities for what they could do. That was that was an amazing CD and uh, great tour as well. Saw that at Radio City. 
Not the, not, not, not the one that came out in 80. I mean, the one that... Oh, I was going to say, did you see the black and blue? But... No, I was an itch in my daddy's pants when that came out. <laughs> I, miss, I just missed the the jam band quality Sabbath had when Dio had joined it. Like, when Ozzy left, they stopped being a blues band. Mm. And that's what I don't like as much. And it turned more into a metal band. Right, and it turns more into a Dio project. Which is kind of ironic, though, because if you think about it, where did Ronnie just come from before Black Sabbath? Rainbow. And, right. uh Which Rainbow like, was well, the best thing he ever did. To, and, like, those concerts were, like, an hour and a half long where they only played seven seven songs. And they stretched each song out to, like, 20 minutes and made it a jam session. So maybe he got sick of that, doing that with Richie, and he didn't want to do that with uh, Sabbath. So maybe that's what happened. I mean, okay. Sabbath would be a jam band because they'd be always on acid. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. We'll okay. Get Hell of a we'll drug. Get sh- we'll get Dio on the show and find out. Uh, Steel Panther. What? Let's get a seance going. We'll, we'll, we'll get Robbie back. <laughs> what would we have to do to. What kind of seance would we need to get Dio back? We need to play Candle Mass with Messiah uh, just to uh, have get Lemmy on. first. I want Lemmy back first. You want Lemmy back first? All right. Then Dave Brockie, then we can do Geo. Okay. Then Cliff first Burton. of all, Piggy's coming Peter back Steel. first. No, we don't need. We Piggy. need Peter Steele too, though. We need them all back. I want to bring Randy Woods back. Yeah, Randy would be cool. Randy would be pretty fucking cool. Oh, always, always <laughs> best guitar player was he would have survived to go on with Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake because I think they would have done something really amazing. Yeah, I'd uh, give Jason Becker the ability to play again. This should be a next show. All right, I want it on that. Bring back the dead. The top six, 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 six of dead... Musicians. Uh, Steel Panther unveils the butthole burner guitar effect pedal. Uh huh. Not quite as effective as Pussy Melter, but you know. No, it's not. California rock legends and effects pedal entrepreneurs Steel Panther continue to light the music instrument world on fire with the release of their newest guitar pedal, the butthole burner. Made in the USA, the latest distortion pedal from the collective brain trust features the exact same circuit as the now infamous. Pussy Melter pedal. Okay, so it's a cleaner version of the Pussy Melter pedal. Sounds like it. The new pedal has a long... Which, has... that has a fucking great tone, if you've ever heard it. i never heard it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The new pedal has a long has long been a rumor started by Panther, guitarist Satchel, and will become a reality when it ships to the public this summer. Limited production run on Butthole Burner will retail for one ninety nine, and if you can chew those fucking chips any goddamn louder, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mute, mute. <laughs> he needs a fucking mute button. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm nope. surprised they didn't try to buy the patent on the big muff. <laughs> Will you be buying the pussy melter or the butthole burner anytime? Nah, soon? man, I'm a baller on a budget. I stick with Behringer. No, okay. 
Andrew's not bad. I have Digitech. Digitech makes a great delay pedal. The Digitech, I, like I have Digitech Death Metal. Oh, so you actually use the pedal for... Okay, cool. I don't play guitar in my band, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Halloween is putting finishing touches on vocals for the new album. Thank fucking God. Hooray. The Pumpkin, yes, the Pumpkins United lineup of Halloween recently entered uh, home studios in Hamburg. Uh, to work on the brand new song material, the same recording console used for such albums as Master of the Rings, Time of the Oath, and Better Than Raw is now being utilized to record the band's new studio album, which will feature Michael Kiske, guitarist Kai Hansen, due at the end of the, at the end of August or beginning of September. The disc is being produced by Charlie Bauerfein and Dennis Ward, which is a very good sign. Uh, they are excited on the quality of the new material they have to offer. And I cannot wait. I'm very excited about this. The drummer's using Ingo's old drum kit. Mm-hmm. So, not that that's going to really mean anything with today's production. It just really depends on how they, you know, mix everything. But, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm ex- Ow. <laughs> We're recording Sorry. the show. Thank God. Fucking millennium. Coughing. No, it's the the rappers. Stop fucking eating. You fat fuck. <laughs> eating all day, Wayne. <laughs> I don't care. That is not my fucking problem, okay? You do not come on Rat Salad Review and fucking eat, okay? Find a fucking snack Rat that's Salad quiet. Review. Eat fucking... Get marshmallows or something, for Christ's sakes. Marshmallows <laughs> and ginger ale. That would be burping all street. Uh, that's, your, that's your Rat Salad approved snack. <laughs> Dear God. God damn. Relapse Records launches a series of previously unreleased death live recordings. Oh my God, can they milk this man any longer? No, they cannot. Have Uh, they released all the Mantis recordings yet? (laughs) (coughs) We at Relapse sincerely hope to see you at all the concert festivals and stages. They've relapsed into re-releasing death or fucking old death recordings for money. The label were, were yeah, so, somebody a couple years ago did do the old Montas demo too. God damn it! Yeah, but they're releasing a new death concert every other week across all digital platforms throughout the coming months to tide us all over. The first of this series, cool. death non-analog on stage series, Montreal, nineteen ninety-five. Mm. Honestly, it'd be cool to hear one from the Symbolic tour. That's one they haven't done before. So I'm yeah, sure they'll, they'll get there. They're releasing everything. Well, 1995 um, is the Symbolic tour, Wayne, which is why I brought that up. I don't That's fucking a... know. I don't like death. Yeah. So I just there's people that watch the show or don't watch the show that listen to death. So I'm just doing it for other people, not for me. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I think that anything they could do to uh, <laughs> help uh, Shoulder's family, uh, the more stuff that they put out. Because uh, I know that they were in debt uh, right around the time that Chuck died, somewhere in the tune of six figures. Because uh, right when Chuck went into the hospital for for this last uh, uh, for his last chemo go around, he actually right before that happened, he dropped his insurance. So when he went in for chemo, he didn't have insurance, so he was given the full bill. So. I think his mom and his sister are the ones that are in charge of his estate. 
So, hey. And his nephew. Okay. So, yeah. you know, let them put out all that they can to help them, you know, with the bills, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think, you know, Death is probably one of the uh, extreme bands that I feel has some of the best musical output. I mean, I like a lot of extreme metal, but Death is probably, I mean, in terms of playing ability, I mean, <laughs> first of all, guys from Death left and formed the band Cynic. Enough said. Gene Hoagland was a member of Death. Enough said. So, you know, some of the mm. best musicians to come out of there. I think Andy LaRocque was a member of Death at one point, wasn't he? Yep. Terry yeah, Butler, James oh, Murphy. Mm-hmm. Andy was like a full member? Or he just guest appeared on a song? No, Andy was a full member for individual thought patterns. He played on oh, really? the album and played the tour. Yep. Wow, that's cool. Awesome, one of my favorite guitar players ever. Great probably, guitar player. Probably their most melodic album, which sounds weird for uh, that it being that it's death metal, but uh, he re- Chuck really worked it out, and Andy was able to play to his strengths really well. It's a good record. Different, but good. I, I like what Mr. Christie did with them on uh, Sound of Perseverance. That yeah. Sound of Perseverance I also like, but that's honestly probably my least favorite death album. It's slowly approaching that for me, too. Yeah. Well, to end this on a good note, uh, Ramstein's vocalist, Till Lindemann, he does uh-huh. not have COVID-19. He is tested negative. When reports were out that they, he was tested positive. So he's going well, to be good okay. for him. Let's hope he yep. calls his mutter. I fucking, I fucking love Ramstein. I don't understand them, but if you like them, that's fine. I think they're fucking hard, and I love their live show. I I saw their live show at Jones Beach uh, three years ago. Yeah, I haven't seen them yet, but I've watched only video, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I took my eldest niece to go uh, see them in concert (laughs) as she graduated from uh, Preston High School in the Bronx. Same high school as J-Lo. Jenny from the block. <laughs> and uh, it was the year she got to Miami, so I took her to uh, Rammstein uh, as a as her graduation present, and we were all the way up in the nosebleed sections of Jones Beach. I'm telling you, the amount of pyro they used, I thought Jones Beach was going to burn that night. Right. But in terms of like performance, like entertainment, level. it was great. It was great. What are you peeling there? I think he's got some sausage. I left my. I left my um, knife in the car. You like that sausage? Pepper Jack. Never mind. Do you, you like, like fish them? sticks? <laughs> I'm not a gay fish. Bet <laughs> <laughs> you the hobbit. Uh, all right. Well, now we're going to go to part oh, two. I was going to end it on a bittersweet note. 37 okay. years ago, Kirk Hammett invited to audition them for Metallica. Oh, really? What a world we could have. If well, I guess it didn't say to Metallica. Well, it depends on your perspective. Would you have preferred him in Exodus? Maybe. Hell's Breath is a fucking awesome song. Do you think okay, he would continue to use the wah wah pedal in Exodus? <laughs> Did you see that wah wah pedal with Miss Smith? What? Gary does it plenty. Gary Holt? Uh, 
No, him and Gary Holt were the original two guitar players. So and Gary Holt does the wah as well in Exodus. So it's yeah, like we can't do it as much as Kirk Hammett. Kirk Hammett uses it in every song. Yeah, it's his style. It doesn't need to be used in every song. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, millennial. A dozen. What did you say before, Lou? What what commercial? Uh, no, no, no not commercial. Uh, him and uh, Miss uh, Miss Smith, the uh, actor who dresses in drag and plays a uh, uh, really wicked guitar, actually. Him, her, it. I don't know what they call it. Um, <laughs> but Miss Smith and Kirk Hammond had a waff on stage in in New York oh. City, like right before the coronavirus thing imploded. And uh, it was pretty entertaining. I'll have to look that up. I didn't All see right. That. Now that I've figured out what you were talking about, I thought you were having a stroke there for a second. That was a little <laughs> weird. But, uh, some interesting pronunciation. <laughs> what, the him, her, it? Yeah, yeah. No, wah-off and whatever the fuck else wah, you were saying. They had a wah-off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we were going to... Ooh. We are, we are going to. Oh, <laughs> Don't ever do that again. We're going to part two of our top six. What was part six? Was this uh, our favorite albums? Least yes, favorite right? albums. No, this is a different show. We didn't do what? that show yet. What is the what is the album? The, we invited the Lou we on because it was the least I know favorite that. album. Cover. Now I have to edit this. Thanks. I, yes, we're doing that next, but this is for last week's show. Remember, we did part one, and we're doing part two. Oh, least favorite albums from your six favorite bands, I think, was your show last week, right? Mm. Is that, yes, was that... it was. Yes, our... Least favorite albums from bands we like. Yes, six most hated albums from bands we love. That's... No, that was the week before. I'm talking about the first one. Top six favorite albums, I think it was. The fuck are you talking about? The only thing we've done lately we did was top six favorite, and then we did top least favorite. No, we didn't. We did best of 1980. Then we yes, did... that's what it was. Best of 1980, part two of best of 1980. All right. On that note, we're now go to part two of our best from 1980. Top that's six. Right. Top six, six, six. 1980. Lou, before we leave. Because I almost forgot. Where can people hear your podcast? Uh, you can hear it exclusively on the Rat Salad Review Network. That's right. And you can also uh, find me on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, I believe, because I don't use you know uh, published music on the show, and, and um, I think Podbean. So it is available out there for whoever wants to listen. But I tell people Rats Eye Review Network exclusively first. All so. right, good job. Thank we'll you. Send your check in the mail very soon. So please search uh, Music is Life. Everything's on my website. You can find them. All right, we'll see you guys next yep. week. Goodbye. And uh, and a big what up to uh, Ralphie. Oh, wait a minute. Where are we going now? No, what? Say what you're saying. Oh, I just say a big shout out to uh, Rob Vieira from Vieira Vault and also to Eric Adams of uh, the Bushido, Beyond Bushido podcast. No, fuck both of those guys. Okay, well. <laughs> no, wow. Both of them. We love both of them. All right. See ya. There. Yeah, Frank, we... Frank thought we were going to do the show without him.
trying to find a good angle here so it doesn't have to look like up my nose. Because now I'm on my phone. You have a booger on your nose. Right Not really. You want you want to get closer and check it out? You want me to get it? It's right there. Hold on. <laughs> it's a nice snack for you there. <laughs> That's a good intro. Uh, all right. Don't need it all. Solid review of the booger eating segment of the show. <laughs> no, it's the what's up your nose section of the show. Oh, what's uh, up your nose? Nice. Uh, yep. Uh, all right, welcome to Rat Sound Review. We are back this week, and we are doing uh, our top six 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 of nineteen eighty segment. A new segment created well, by this genius. I think we all kind of worked on this, didn't we? Together. Well, we all developed it, but I had the idea. It was collaborative. You came up with the name. I'll give you the name. I feel like Dave Mustaine. You weren't even born in this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I was the one that came up with everything when I ran the changes by Wayne, if you really want to get all technical about it. it, 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 it he did start it. So I will give that to you. My microphone looks gold. I'm cool. going to start a faster and harder salad, it does look salad reveal. And it's I'm going to call it Megadeth. <laughs> Meg- Mega salad. How about that? Mega salad. Mega rat salad reveal. What you got to spell with his, his on-air name can be Cobb. <laughs> You gotta spell it with two G's though. Make it look. Cool. I'll have like a puppet Greg and a puppet Wayne. <laughs> that would be funny. You could borrow. You could borrow the uh, Ralphie era puppet because he kind of looks like Greg. A little bit, yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, how do we want to do this? Who wants to go first? Who wants to go last? Who doesn't want to go at all? Who wants well, to just go to Well, we were going to start off by talking about the albums we all shared together. All right, I'll go first. Okay. No. Okay. Um, we're going to start backwards, number six, right? Yeah, I believe so, yes. All right, perfect. Um, I picked Def Leppard, On Through the Night. Their debut full-length album. Um, I like this album. It's not like the other Def Leppard albums. And it took me a long time to get into this when I was a child. I was a huge Def Leppard fan, like 1987, back when Hysteria came out. That's all I ever listened to. <coughs> and um, I never even knew about this On Through the Night album until I saw it. There it is right there. Yep. Awesome, awesome album. Badass cover. It is awesome. What's on the back of it? I do have that record, too. It's, it's uh, meaning the space truck. In. Picture yeah. of them playing live. Let me take it out of the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a little it's, less clear. It's so- yeah, it's a, it's just a great cover in general. Yeah. It's cool, and they don't they don't really have any other many album covers like that. I, I don't like. I'm not too much of a fan of uh, their other album artwork. Nah, Pyromania is okay, but the rest of them are kind of yeah, pretty shitty looking. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, when I uh, when I was younger, you know, I had to go. I usually worked my way backwards. I was at Hysteria, then I got uh, photographed, then I got uh, high and dry. And then I never even knew about this album, uh, On Through the Night. And then I happened to see it, my little cassette tape in the music store I went to. 
And uh, it was expensive at the time because it was an import. And my mother wouldn't buy it for me and I had to beg and beg <laughs> to get it. So, Oh, Tom Hanks' wife has coronavirus, by the way. Oof. <laughs> uh, oh, she's got a friend in me. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad Michael Clark Duncan's dead. He cured his other wife from cancer. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Haven't you ever seen The Green Mile? Come on, man. Yes, I did, but I don't. It's a long time ago. Oh, it's but, the fruit uh... of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's like the white version of him, but like small. <laughs> so, that's, he, that's Wayne is Sling Blade, is what you're saying. <laughs> French fried potatoes. <laughs> that's not nice at all. You're, you guys are terrible. Anyway. He's like that weird ass looking kid from Deliverance, but you know. <laughs> You can be replaced very easily. Wow. I don't think you look anything like that kid, but... I hope not. It's all squinty. There's people asking and begging to be on the show. They will take your place in a heartbeat. You want to do this? You want to do this now? What is this, a McDonald's? <laughs> anyway, can I finish so my story? This is a McDonald's drive-thru. Yes, finish, finish your story. This, the, last, the, the first try of this thing that we tried to do went way too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so, yeah. I wanted my mother to buy this album, and she wouldn't buy it for me because it was expensive. But I finally talked her into it, and I listened to it, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? There's no way this is Def Leppard. Because uh, uh, Joe Elliott sounded nothing like Joe Elliott. Even uh, the drums didn't sound the same. Well, he had two arms, so yeah. of course not. But the, uh, Pete Wills yeah, was also the guitar, guitarist back then, so it was just a different guitar duo. It was just a totally different Def Leppard to me. But the album did grow on me a lot. And um, even though it's a different sounding Def Leppard, it's, it's still cool. It's got uh, Rock Brigade it opens up with and Satellite and Sorrow is a Woman. Uh, it don't matter. That's the cool. It don't one. matter. Is great when the walls come tumbling down. When the walls come tumbling down, wasted. that's a awesome song. It's such a it's a yeah. like an epic song. O- Overture. It's like the the epic on this album, but uh, mm-hmm. just so cool. There really no. isn't any bad songs. It could be you. I mean, that one's a little. It's it's cool. I like it. The chorus just repeats a little too much, but I love it. Could be you. The the only one I. <clears throat> I feel it's a little weak as Hello America, but I still like that song. That one just pushes a little too hard to be commercial. It's very very clear what their intent was, and it's uh, it's almost a little annoying in its delivery, but (laughs) it it works well within the context of the record. But if you were going to skip a track, it would probably be that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was the one I really don't like the most. Um, Uh, Answer to the Master is really cool, too. I actually could just kind of see that one on uh, High and Dry, maybe, because it sounds a little similar to something that would have been off of there. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool album. Different sounding Def Leppard, but it's cool. It's it's something you have to, if you were, like, back in, like, in 87 when I found Def Leppard. I mean, see, you always say that, and it it is a a different type of Def Leppard, but you can still tell it's Joe Elliott. I mean... There's elements of the sound where you can still tell it's Def Leppard. A little bit. He's, uh, yeah. He uses his voice in a different way on this. Yes, in a much better way. This is my favorite album they did. It's just great. 
Oh, I know you. You have said that. What's the matter, Nate? Right? Dry skin. Fucking itchy. Little lotion. Yeah. Maybe some powder. Hey, maybe your girlfriend Sam could help you with that. She didn't live in Boston. That probably help. Yeah, that would help. We'll see what we can do. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it, the reason why I say it sounds different because like when I got into Def Leppard, it was all the electronic drum sound, and it was just, oh yeah, it had, you know, it had that yeah. big arena sound, and don't see that because that was like my childhood, right? All I cared about. And then, you know, going to this and then it had the real drums, real guitars, real, you know, instrument sounds and stuff like that. It was just different to me, you know. Totally. Well, yeah, this is like real heavy real metal, music. actually. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't Not say that around Joe Elliott, though, because Joe Elliott will uh, refuse to be called heavy metal. They were never heavy metal. Yeah, well, they were part is... of the movement, whether he wants to be or not. So It's true. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard him say. One of the stupidest things, anyway. I don't want to be part of the best genre of music ever. Yeah, Leave stupid. me out of that. Very stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were definitely one of the most distinctly hard rock bands out of all oh, of them, yeah. but they, they were still heavy metal, regardless yeah, of, of what they were. more say. than, like, Demon. Oh, dude, they're way... Did, <laughs> On Through the Night and High and Dry are way heavier than Demon's albums. <laughs> mm, Those guys are terrible. Really? Yeah. If I, only I a better band got to claim the band name Demon. It's kind of a travesty. <laughs> I gotta listen to them now. I know who they are. I've seen the name. Dude, they're they're bad. And then when Montaz split off from Venom and made his first solo band, he did it in the same vein, and it's just terrible. Oh, oh boy. Terrible. Nice. It's like a mystery science theater heavy metal band. It's just, oh, God. You'd listen to and make fun of. Yeah. So kind of the same thing Hank Sherman did when he went and did Fate. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Not good. All right. Who wants to go next? I have to bring up the list in the other So room. I'll go next. I'm going to time this here. Back Correct. in Black. Close out. Back in Black is my number six pick. Ten. 30, edit. Excellent. I thought you would be ready. <laughs> you know, like on a normal show, when I cut to you and you jump oh, right into you it. thought I'd be ready? Well, Greg, one of you. Oh. Well, I, I didn't really see. I got ready while opened you up Wikipedia to bring open on through the night, just so I could say something more about the production or whatever, which we ended up not doing anyway, but... Um, huh. I accidentally closed the Facebook window that had the list in it, and I had had it typed up on my phone, so I can't see it. Can't use it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get too deep into the albums, because then just, we'll just drag completely. Yeah, like no, my, I get that. My wife yeah. texted me, and I didn't mean to like repeat what she wrote, text me, but it just popped in my head, so I had to say it. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Next album. Oh, oh Tom yeah. Hanks and his wife, not just Tom, not just his wife, both of them. Oh, shit. I like yeah. Tom Hanks. So do I. Fuck. Wow. And Trump suspended travel from all of Europe to the U.S. 
with the exception of England, so you're free to come here if you're from England. Of course, of course, that's the big China. Hail to England. Sieg Heil. That's Germany. English is a Germanic-based language. Different country, though. Speaking of English, we're going over to Australia to go over to Back in Black by ACDC, which is my number six pick. How is that for a transition? Great transition. (laughs) That was like an Indiana Jones map of a transition there. Uh, I don't know if I should edit that other part out, though. (laughs) Yeah, cut the Nazi shit. Start that over. (laughs) Nate, what's your number six pick? Back in Black for the 12th back. time. Holy shit. Back in Black. Yes, I, I love Back in Black. I mean, you have to love Black in, back in Black. I, it's I know there's people that hate ACDC. Those oh, Back in Black is just a great album all around. I mean, it's not my favorite ACDC record, but it's definitely yeah. one of their best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially since it's a Bon Scott album at heart anyway. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they still had the fire then, too. They didn't start right. slowing down and dicking around with their sound too much yet at that point. Right. What's and, your favorite stuff yeah. off this album? Oh, I mean, where do you even fucking start? Shoot the I thrill. Mean, Hell's Bells <laughs> is great. Fucking yeah, Hell's Bells. Title track is, is great. Shoot the thrill is also great. Probably Brian Johnson's best vocal performance, if I'm going to be honest. This whole album is his best vocal performance. Oh, definitely. Shake a Leg is great. Shake a Leg? Yeah. 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 Have a Drink on Me is good. My favorite, though, You Shook Me All Night Long. Good song. Classic song. Great fucking song. Always on the radio. Everybody knows that song. Even if you hate it, you still know it. Yeah, they played a wedding for Christ's sake. I know, right? I don't think I had any ACDC at my wedding, though. I don't think they did that. But it's weird. Like you'll hear them like doing a dance song, and then they all of a sudden come in with like the back of black songs. It's weird. <laughs> it's like, where does that come from? But I can hear it because of the beat, you know. So it just yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, it kind of works with it. It's it's festive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Back in Black is just it's good uh, drinking music, is what it is. Yeah, yes. drink. But uh, I was watching. I remember an old episode of Headbangers Ball, and they were talking about this album, and they were saying how most people, like when they first buy their first album, like a first record or CD, whatever, it's usually Back in Black because that's the album you know that everybody pretty much loved, you know. And then Metallica's right. Black album. Yeah, if you were born later. in that period of time, yes. After that, or around that time, but before no, just like, this I black like album, like, I like how there's a bunch of just popular albums that are just all black covers. It's interesting. Yes. Spinal Tap. Yeah. Uh, this this one. Uh, Spinal Tap. Smell one. the glove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what other black albums were there? Motorhead's first album. Yeah, that's it was true. just Snaggletooth on the front of it. Uh, ACDC's Rocker Bust was also like that. Kind of. I'm just looking around. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot. You know, we should look that up. 
Black album covers. That'll be a new segment on the show starting next month. Not sure. <laughs> Greg, what's your number six? Isaac Hayes over Alice here. Alice Cooper's Flush the Fashion. Oh, we're back to that again. Change yes. your list again, I see. <laughs> yes, I did. Very because cool. it's a great record and it should be talked about. A little, little, little bit different from Alice. This is the start of what everybody calls his uh, new wave years. It's kind of new wave. It's kind of punky. It's post-punk I, a little bit. I hate bit. that picture of him on the back. Me too. He looks like he's dying of AIDS. It's because he was smoking Freebase oh, pretty know. much 24-7. I mean, he looks pretty good if you take that into account. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. He looks wrong with, like... But out- uh, the, there's some yeah, really good yeah. songs yeah. on that, though. There are. Uh, yeah, the, the Talk Talk the, and... Uh, the, the Clones cover that everybody knows, awesome. but uh, Talk Talk is a great song. Nuclear Infected is a fun one. Grim Facts is a good heavy song. Model Citizen is probably one of the best songs he's done, actually. I really like that song. It's got a good beat, cool chorus. And Talk Talk's actually probably one of his best album openers, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Really cool album. Just I like the sound of it. It's very, it's kind of like clean sounding, you know, not too, um, not, it's, it doesn't, definitely doesn't sound anything like the 70s stuff. It's completely no. it, different it, than it, that. It's clean but dissonant, kind of almost like uh, Alice with a rockier version of Gary Newman's a two two. Right, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. something like uh, like electronic, almost in a way. Yeah, a little bit, but he he retained a little bit more of the uh, the punk element with it, with uh, the three still having the three piece band back him up. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah. I wasn't a and really I, huge um, Alice Cooper fan back in the day when I finally started going through all the discography. And I, I was ha- glad to get to that one because I always remembered the, the Smashing Pumpkins um, did a cover of Clones. So that made me want to check this out even more. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's a pretty good cover, but uh, I liked it. Well, this isn't the original. It's a cover, but right, right, I like right. the Alice version the best. I didn't know that at the time, I I don't even think I've ever heard the original version. I don't think I ever have either. Who does the original version? I don't remember now. Some crowd rock dude. Huh. I'll have to look that up. That would have been interesting to put on the show. Sorry, <laughs> we can't do everything. Uh, and no, I also... Well, my, my, my point isn't for them to go listen to the original version of that <laughs> song anyway. It's to listen to an underrated Alice Cooper album. Yeah. He, he, his, his version is probably the best one anyway you know Yeah, I think so anyway um, I don't like the album cover either on that one of my least favorite ones of his. yeah I mean just like it is what it is it's, yeah. yeah it's it's alright I mean it's nothing nothing special just looks like a bathroom wall somebody wrote on with marker yeah no imagination whatsoever. I do like how the top of it says Alice Cooper 80, like they were retitling everything in 1980. For example, that year they called Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live 80. Really? Yeah. They did that there, there's other bands and stuff where if you look at their um, 
titles or the name of the tour, it all of them have 80 there. Like, people are so stoked about it being 1980. It's interesting. Yeah, 2000 as well. I remember that Y2K. I remember that. Yeah, the Y2K thing. Like Fantasia 2000, everything had 2000 at the end of it. Techno Team 2000. Wrestling fans will recognize that one. <laughs> That's terrible. Don't remember that one, but... Pokemon yeah, they were bad. They didn't last very long. But yeah, go get yourself a copy of Alice Cooper's Flush the Fashion. I'm sure you can listen to it on Spotify for free. Oh, of course you can. You can listen yeah. to anything on Spotify for free. Uh, number five for me, uh, Judas Priest, British Steel. What do you think about well, that? I was in my list at number was it? three. Really? So had, uh, I'll talk about that with you. All right, Just sure. let me pull up the track list here. Uh, honorable mention for me, but I do like honorable, honorable mention? How many... You have a better album than that in your list? Yeah, I actually like both the uh, Blue Oyster Cult and the uh, Alice Cooper album I picked over this one. Plus, you know, you guys both picked it already, so yeah. I figured why yeah. repeat kind of as well. But uh, so many classics on this album. Breaking the right, law. Breaking the law. Living Rapid after midnight. Fire. Living oh, after yeah, Rapid midnight. Fire. Rapid Fire is great. Rapid Fire is awesome. Uh, Metal Gods. Oh, no, 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 no. Fucking love that. Can you sing some of it for us? I don't remember the lyrics. Oh. Uh, what else we got here? Grinder. Um, yeah, like the first half of the album. The first six songs. I mean, they're they're pretty, except for United. Uh, you know, that's it. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's up there. It's a little weaker than what they had just done in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this is more And it's not as great as what would, uh, at what, what was to come. They, uh, they were still kind of figuring out the change, but it's still a really good record. It is. Um, when I first started getting the priest and I got to this one, because this one was the one that everybody always raved about besides uh, Screaming for Vengeance. Um, you know, I was, I was in- anticipating listening to this album. And when I first heard it, I was like, ah, this is not as good as I hoped it was going to be. But over the years, it grew on me. But, you know, like I said before, it's got those classics, Breaking the Law and, and Living After Midnight, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, still I'm, uh, I'm more partial to Rapid Fire Grinder myself. Oh yeah. Actually, you don't have to awesome. be old to be wise. Is a good one too. Yeah, it's a decent. Oh, yeah. yeah, forgot yeah. about that one. It's not too bad, but uh, yeah, United. United, I, I'm not. That's United, I can't stand. They did the anthem better on uh, "Killing Machine," "Hellbent for Leather" with "Take on the World," and then yeah, they they do it better yeah. again later on too. So yeah, yeah, not a big. I just had this on there for just how much Judas Priest exploded with this album. Mm. Into pure popularity. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I had got to more... put it up there. I, it's not my favorite out of these six, but it's like, yeah, it's important enough to move it up a couple of knocks in my list. Yeah, and then you got the, oh, the, the iconic album wrong. cover artwork. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the cover you know, art's awesome. Um, I I always agree with what the band said about this. Uh, Rob, KK, Glenn, they all agreed that they wanted the version specifically without the fingers bleeding because they thought it made it look so much more powerful. And oh, I've yeah. seen it both ways, and it does. This yeah. just makes such a statement with them holding the, with that hand holding the edge of the blade. 
and uh, oh, yeah. not bleeding. Yeah, I think the actually the blood would make it look like a totally different band altogether. I think. Yeah, Judas Priest is cleaner than like having yeah. blood on the cover like that. Yeah, it. Ju- I mean, it wasn't. It's not real spread or real smeary. It's a couple drops coming it's off. Like the fingers, but it like doesn't Venom, look good like that. The blood coming off, or like Exciter or something like that. But yeah, not probably. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work for Priest. Uh, Nate, what's your number five? My number five was Iron Maiden, self-titled. Wow, you late, you listed this that late, huh? Damn. Yeah, Prowler's yeah. good, but the wah pedal gets on my nerves at some point. It's like, Stop yes, it. I get it. Fucking show up, Scotty's first appearance. Oh, yeah. Album cover's legendary. I love the album cover, even though it's yeah. not as good as Killers' album cover. No, but... Oh, no, not by a long shot. But, but that's, that's just awesome. Just Eddie just... Sub- oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, completely baked out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> he's not overly menacing. He just kind of looks. No, no, yo, that, that is some. Crack, he looks like dude. me at line. Let's not pretend that's weed, <laughs> bro. He looks like me in line <laughs> at holiday. <laughs> Come to Eddie's thirty thousand dollar crack party. Remember tomorrow's all right. Running free is fantastic. Phantom I love the opera. Remember Tomorrow. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera is my favorite song off this album. Oh, yeah. Transylvania is great. Strange World is okay. Wait, Strange World's the really slow ballad one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I hate yeah. that song. Sanctuary is alright. Charlotte Sanctuary. the Harlot is good. And Iron Maiden is a good song. I didn't realize Charlotte the Harlot. I think it's Charlotte the Harlot, right? That is yep. uh, the first part of yeah of uh, uh what the hell is the name of that song? Twenty two Acacia. Yes, thank you. Yep. I just lost it in my head. But yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then it ends with hooks and you on No Prayer for the Dying. Oh yeah. really? I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's a yeah, shitty I song. Ever yeah, to that a album. T- terrible song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Maiden albums. Though one of my favorite albums all the time that's why i put it at number two for me but um the only song i really don't like on this all that much is strange world and charlotte the harlot can be a little annoying sometimes depends on the mood i'm in (laughs) but i love remember tomorrow running free phantom of the opera sanctuary the title track all classic songs from them my only complaint about this is they were a little bit slow here slow guitar girl yeah (laughs) Guitar yeah, it's 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 mostly because of Dennis Stratton. His playing style just really didn't uh, fit them the best. He was good for what he was, but like my favorite version of a couple of these songs yeah. is from the Made in Japan EP. You know, they they like Remember Tomorrow just sounds so much better with Adrian Smith on guitar and yeah. them playing it live. Um, he's it's, just it's, so much tighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make any of it unlistenable. It doesn't make any of it bad. It's just, it's a little bit slower than yeah. other Maiden albums would be. Well, that and the Adrian Smith solo. But the, yeah, the gritty edge makes up for it, though. Oh, that yeah. It's got a lot of attitude. Oh, yeah. It's just awesome. That's actually my number one pick, by the way. That was my number one. Good actually, choice. Uh, it was a good choice, and and we talked about the ACDC earlier. That was my number two pick, so you already ruined two of my stories. Uh, the 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 only the only album uh, the only album the only song I don't like off of that one is Sanctuary. Uh, really? 
Do you yeah, like Strange I, World, though, huh? Yeah, I, I think I do, if I'm rem- remembering that yeah. one right. That's the Str- one where it's it's real slower and ballady, and it's, he's, like, uh, singing about walking through a portal, and yeah. berries drinking Is that that one? If it's that one I'm thinking about. What's the slow one on Killers? Is oh, Prodigal one? Son. Oh, help me, Lamia. Oh, Prodigal Son's getting, awesome. I yeah. might be getting a That's confused a good with song. that. But either yeah, way, this, Sanctuary I don't like because what, every time I've seen Made It Alive, uh, they've played that song, and I just I don't Oops. like it. I just I hate the stop in the middle of that song, and then they do the thing again. It just I don't I don't like it. Uh, it, it, it can't sound bad with Giano. I got to disagree. It's terrible. With you there, but... And uh, I, I hate it, I hate world. the beginning. I hate the beginning of it too. Just that I don't know. The song does not work for me. I barely remember Sanctuary. It's more of a footnote for me in this album. Out of the winter came a war horse of steel. I never killed a woman before, but I know how it feels. How do you not remember that? It's fucking awesome. You got to give me Sanctuary from the law. Because I'm remembering Phantom right. of the Opera. Fair enough. Transylvania. Oh, no. Yeah, Transylvania. Transylvania is like one of the, one of the best banger. instrumentals ever. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard this record probably over a hundred times, so yeah. you know, I, I <laughs> I've got it pretty much memorized. I got it down, man. <laughs> it's funny that that one song I really cannot remember. I should listen to it before. Um, you know, Strange World's really the only one I don't remember the majority of. I just remember certain small parts of it because I would always kind of fade out on that one. Right. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. We like most of the album anyway, so what the hell is just one song, you know? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's still a, still a solid nine. Yeah, of course. It's just one song, yeah. Oh, yeah. That it is. Uh, Greg, you're number five. Oh, yes. One that I knew nobody else would pick, so I wasn't worried about where I placed it. Oh, good. <laughs> The what mighty, is it? What is it? the incredible Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, yes, that has one Cult good song. <laughs> I I disagree there, but I will say this: this is kind of a weird album. Um, it is. Had, I can they, tell they had parted ways with Sandy Perlman um, after they did Spectres. And they did Mirrors on their own, and uh, even though that was a little bit lighter, poppier of a record, went more towards of uh, the cars in tone, I still think it came out really well. But um, on this, they kind of attempt to do a little bit of a mix of everything and go back to their rock roots, and they actually got Martin Birch to produce this, who also mm-hmm. produced... Heaven and Hell, and put the tour together, the Black and Blue tour they did this year. That that album yeah. cover always reminds me of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, <laughs> with the dinosaurs. Remember the scene? Yes. Oh my god, that movie is fucking freaky. It's actually called Behemoth's World. I forget. Like, Pee Wee's Great Adventure is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for kids. Yes. And then it they is. did it's fake funny. fossils and stuff on the back. Yeah, such a yeah. You know, weird album cover. I mean, the album cover is cool. It's the stuff on the back that's weird. Oh yeah, 
I I uh, I love most of this record, although this does have a couple of songs where it was the first time on a BOC album where I was like, wow, I actually really don't care for those. I kind of find those <laughs> skip-worthy. Um, but the Marshall Plan and Hungry Boys I never was really crazy about. Right. Yeah. Um, Black Blade is a true classic, though, about Elric's sword from uh, the Michael Moorcock stories. Stormbringer. Always really liked monsters. The saxophone in the middle seems to piss people off, but I thought it was kind of funny how they did it and put it together like that. And then Deadlines, just a good Buck Dharma song. Fallen Angels, a little strange, but I think it comes off pretty well. And uh, Lips in the Hills is one of the best <laughs> guitar jams the they ever did. I hate the title of it, so... Yeah, I'll talk shit because it's an awesome song. And then it closes with Unknown Tongue, which is an awesome song. Unknown Tongue sounds like what I did to your mother last night, Trebek. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, it's Uh, it's a little bit more Lovecraftian than that, but they call the Thinking Man's Heavy Metal for a reason. It's funny, I never saw that album cover like really anywhere when I started to get into uh, BOC, and I came across that, I think, in a used store or something, and I said, oh, this must be like a compilation or something, because I never saw it, and um, I listened well, to it, I, di- I didn't like it. I just, I just you know, the the biggest song off of it is probably The Marshall Plan, the, the one track that was clearly done for the radio, and by the way, it's talking about Marshall Amplifiers, not the economic plan from World War II for rebuilding Europe, but um, <laughs> no, because they they did a lot of lyrics and shit revolving around World War II, that's what the whole yeah, yeah, Secret yeah. Treaties album is kind of based on, but um, Hold the album it's, cover it's, up um, again. It's, it's Hold the album cover yeah. up again. Just yeah, a sec. Just it's, do it. All the, all the album cover up again. He wants to see it. Again. Oh. Why? What's so funny? <laughs> He's got peanut butter stuck to the roof of his mouth. Actually, it's meant <laughs> to be a gigantic filter feeding type creature. Oh, okay. He looks like it's like like a cartoon bubble gum, you know. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I'm really in a sci-fi show like that. NBA. I, mean, I like yeah, the album. The album cover. It's cool. cool. But it's um, anyway, it's um, it's, it's kind of a weird sucks. album for. It's kind of. I wouldn't say it sucks. It's a pretty good record. It's just it's a little weird for them, and it some is. of the material <laughs> is definitely not as strong as what they had done before. And uh, Burge's production is a little off on certain songs too. I don't think he quite captured the complete aura of the band, but he got it perfect on the next one, Fire the Unknown Origin. So. Oh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, Imag- yeah. Imaginos 2 is a weird one. What would you prefer, that one or Imaginos? Between Imaginos and Cultosaurus? Yeah. Because that one's a real weird one, too. I'd probably have to take Cultosaurus just because it works better as a whole. No. I mean, um, I do like Imaginos, but Imaginos suffers from the fact that uh, the sessions that the tapes are sourced from are spaced over so many different years. There's so many different um, guest guitarists on it right. that 
just certain songs have such a different tone. They don't even sound like Blue Easter Cult in a couple areas. Um, I really do like the album. It's very interesting for what it is, but um, it's definitely not one I would start with. It's definitely for if you're a heavy fan of the band. Yeah. What would, if somebody was a, a fan or just getting into BOC, what would, what album would you suggest they buy? Fire of the Unknown Origin would be my recommendation. I fucking love that album. Yeah, I love that album too. Veteran of the Psychic Wars is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'd probably say buy Secret Treaties first. Mm. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always go with a classic and go with Agents of Fortune as well. You could. Not really any bad songs on there either. No, there isn't. I just, I, I think uh, Secret Some Treaties people like is a stronger the record. Oh, yeah. Some people just like to start with the hits. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the best thing about every Blue Easter Cult record leading up to Cult of Sewers Erectus. There literally isn't a bad song on any of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, my number four, uh, Thin Lizzy Chinatown. I have that one as well. You do? On vinyl? Yes. Really? I actually have a promo copy of it. No shit. With the lyric sheet. Wow. I only have a few um, other vinyls. I have all the uh, stuff on CD. Yeah. I actually bought the deluxe versions. They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah a couple <laughs> of them are. Yeah, white label promo. Pretty. It's a good album. I have, well, I had, or I probably still have it, but it doesn't fit me anymore. I have that t-shirt that says Chinatown. Nice. Yeah. I was wearing it around at a fair one time, and uh, this old guy comes up to me. He's like, there's no way you know who Thin Lizzy is. I said, I know who Thin Lizzy is. He's like, there's no way. How old are you? And I was like probably 30-something at the time. He's like, how do you know Thin oh, Lizzy? <laughs> crap. Oh, crap. One thing I forgot to mention about uh, the Blue Oyster Cult album, uh, there's one song on there that is just such a perfect, biting commentary send-up on Reagan. It's called Divine Wind. It's about uh, a hot mic comment he made during the Iran hostage situation in 81. And the whole song is basically just about how much Reagan sucks and how it's going to, you know, an evil conglomerate's going to take over the country. But the chorus is it keeps quoting what Reagan said about Iran during the that. Well, if they really think we're the, we're the devil, then let's send them to hell. <laughs> oh yeah he wanted to bomb Iran really <laughs> yeah wow not a good idea really <laughs> yeah. but anyway back to Thin Lizzy back to Thin Lizzy <laughs> uh, hey uh, funny enough the first song on there uh, which is a really good one uh, We Will Be Strong oh dude one of the best songs Phil ever wrote I that mean um there's some weak material on this, you know, they yeah. were, he was starting to suffer a little bit, but right. that's, that's just classic Thin Lizzy right there. That's really, I think, one of the best songs they ever recorded. They're, it's absolutely so perfect. Yeah. Uh, actually, too, when I was looking up uh, albums from 1980, uh, Phil also released his solo album the same year. Yep. Yeah. And I would have picked it, but there's not so many, there's some good songs on there, but it's not as good as Thin Lizzy. You got Chinatown. Uh, Killer on the Loose is pretty cool. Genocide is cool. Um, yeah. I, this, uh, so many cool songs. Hey, you awesome. Cool. Hey, you was hey, good. Hey, you was awesome. 
Sweetheart, I think, is great as well. Uh, Sugar Blues is are eh. having a good time. I mean, it just it's telling you they're having a good time, and then while you're listening to it, you have a good time as well. I mean, have, having <laughs> a good time is a definite filler track. You know, it's nothing that's going to make you shut it off. But it's like, yeah, they can do better than this. They can do, but you yeah. know what? It's catchy. It's cool. It's a good song. Uh, not like we just said before, it's not their best album ever, but it is a cool album from 1980. Mm-hmm. And I love the artwork for the album cover with the dragon things going on in there. And, uh, just, it's just cool. Just, it sounds yeah. good too. It, it sounds, it's a really good sounding album as well. Very good vocal performances. Everybody's, you know, with the guitars and the drums, everything just, it's, it's just a really good album. Actually, one of, honestly, as much as I do like it, his vocal performance is one of the things I kind of find a little uneven about it. There's certain really? songs, there's certain songs like Hey You, We Will Be Strong, Sweetheart, where he just sounds awesome and at the top of his game like he did on the right. whole Bad Reputation album. But then there's stuff like Having a Good Time and um, Sugar Blues where he just sounds, you know, by the numbers. Yeah. He doesn't well, he, sound maybe that he, into it. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe he wasn't into those songs, you know? I don't even know Speaking who... Speaking of Bad Reputation, that would be another that would be another honorable mention for 1980. Bad, Bad Reputation, Reputation came out in 1977. Oh, Joan Jett. Oh, well. I, I tell you, the, the one I didn't pick that I felt worst about having to leave off was uh, the Plasmatics' New Hope for the Wretched. Oh, shit, yeah. But uh, speaking about um, Phil's voice, uh, his after this album, his voice really got it really changed. It got really deep and dark, and just you uh, could really you could really tell when he started to get on the drugs heavy after this. You can really tell the heroin started uh, around the time of Renegade because there is a huge difference between how he sounds. Very, um, just like his, his voice got deeper, and it almost sounded a little, little nasalier. Like he, you knew he was doing something. You know, you could just tell something was up, which is a shame because if this guy was still alive today, I wonder if he would still be putting out the same quality music as he did, you know, around this time. I th- I think so. Well, I mean, it I was don't think it would dip. sound exactly the same, but right. I think he would. Uh, I think he'd still be putting quality stuff out. I, I would hope so. You know, cause he had so much more to give, and it's just a shame that uh, his life ended the way it did. Nate, you're number four. Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables by Dead oh. Kennedys. Nice album. I know Greg doesn't like Dead Kennedys because of Jell-O's vocals. To that, I say, listen to the live shows. His vocals are completely different live. I never listened to anything live. That's interesting. I'll have to give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, his vocals are less <laughs> live. He's more of a cons- he's more of a consistent punk vocalist live. Yeah, he's got I mean, the strangest vocals ever. Oh but yeah, it works I with the music him. though. I, I did too, I, but I, then I, I all of a sudden listened to it. Check it out like, live. Live is completely different, and it it's great because I fucking love the surf elements in this. It's gnarly. We'll it's see. California. But if my favorite thing about the Dead Kennedys continues to be Napalm Death cover of Nazi punks, fuck off. I'm totally fine with that. I mean, proto hardcore punk, fucking surf punk, classic songs, Kill the Poor, Less Let's Lich Landlord, Chemical Warfare, California Uber Alice, I Kill Children, Stealing People's Mail, 
Holiday in Cambodia and Viva Las Vegas, which is a fucking great cover. It's a holiday in Cambodia. I love Laws Rockets cover of it. Yeah, Laws Rockets awesome. Nate, have you ever watched uh, The Three Amigos? Yes, like once. You know, Jello was in that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, The Singing Tree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was funny. It's fucking cool. It was cool. I'm not a huge fan of Jello as a human being. He seems kind of like oh, a no, pretentious. He's, he's yeah. a pretentious. He's a little bit all over the place. Oh, he's yeah. a PETA member. We, yeah. we, we'll just say that because I feel like PETA member is the worst possible insult you could receive besides perhaps Micron, Gene maybe. Simmons. So. Yeah, Gene Simmons. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> That's that's like the penultimate douchebag. Yeah, like if Lenny is God, if Lenny is God, Gene Simmons is the devil. (laughs) He is the anti-Lem. But he's a good businessman. He's very rich. No, he's not. Paul Stanley does all the business shit. I don't know. Gene's a fucking Gene's a fucking moocher. It is what it is. Don't be jealous. Have to get your next penny. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely is. Watch Even it. If he's I don't want to do any editing. I don't want to edit anything. Be careful. Let's just say he's <laughs> I very sneaky. Hey, I don't want to edit. I don't want to hear it. That's why I didn't say shekels. <laughs> All I said was sneaky. Uh, but uh, I, 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 uh, God damn it, Kyle. Dead Kenny, you really should give the Dead Kennys uh, more of a chance, Greg. Yeah, I'm listen to their live stuff from the same. I do, damn near every time great. this comes up, and it's, it still just irritates the piss out of me. I, I like that. I, 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 I haven't tried any of the live stuff yet, yeah. so we'll see what happens. But Especially this album. This is, it's a good album. I like it. It's like, what's another vocalist that's like completely different live than on the album? I've never heard anybody different life than they've been on the album. Really? The only, the only one, I guess maybe it could be a little different, because um, he does uh, so many different voices. Uh, Mike Patton from Faith. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of Well, you stuff. know who has better vocals altogether? It's Blue Easter Coat, because all five Peter members Steel. can sing, and they do different songs. It's kind of like Peter Steele. Each other's like Peter Steele is a lot less dramatic live. He's a lot less, like, yeah, melodramatic. Yeah, that's true. And he yeah. plays faster. Jello's sort of like that. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I saw his last show, by the way. Fucking what? Yeah. Nice. Lucky. Yeah. It was like a day or two after I saw the show, he was dead. I was like, I killed him. <laughs> God damn it, Wayne. I, I was, I'll never I get to the, see Carnivore. It was cool, too. I was right at the front of the stage, so we, I got to see like everything right there. The green man so himself. Cool. I fucking yeah. admire Peter Steele. I love that guy. That was cool shit. Very Greg, cool. Number yes. four. Motorhead. Okay. The Ace of Spades. Ah, my number one pick. Not my favorite album from Not Boston. my favorite from them, I but love, it's a fucking I perfect Fast album. Eddie. I love Fast Eddie and something with him on it had to be on this list, so there is not really one bad song on this album. No, there isn't. 
It's, I remember. Um, I remember when I, I got mean, into Motorhead. Uh, the, 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 there's a couple of them on here. For example, "Live to Win." You know, "Fast and Loose" isn't as strong as some. Well, actually, I really like. Oh, "Fast and, Fast Loose. and Loose" is awesome. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> no, oh yeah, no, the no. riff on that is awesome. Love me like a reptile. I love that song too. D- Every dance. Fucking great. I'm not really nuts about. Oh, it. Anyway, I, I, j- I just I happen to like Bomber and Overkill way more yeah. than I like this. It's Bomber still a really good record, good. though. It's certainly better than Iron Fist, and it's definitely one of the albums that best albums that came out in '80. It's the just, chase is better than the better than the catch. Is fucking love that song. Very, quite possibly, could be my favorite Motorhead song of the all. The Silver Tongue Devil Demon Wench. I love that fucking line. Are you guys uh, sick? Are you guys sick of hearing Ace of Spades? No. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. I still love that song. I think it's still awesome. I song. never hear it on the radio. The only time I ever hear it is when I want to play the album. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, oh, perhaps song. you didn't grow up playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 because let me tell <laughs> I you, I, played, I, played, I, played, I never played Pro Skater 3. Yeah. I never played that. But, um, I played 3. No, I still like it. It's a great song. I just, I'll skip it, you know, if I listen to it on CD. Right. I can that. Uh, I think this album's fucking 10 out of 10 perfect. Yeah, it is a good The album. hammer is great. The bonus tracks are fucking great on my version of it. It's got fucking 999 or what is, is it? Emergency or is it 999? The fucking song. Anyway, that and it's got the cover of Please Don't Touch with Girl School, which is a fucking splendid cover. Oh, they put the St. Valentine's Day Massacre EP on it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which is a fucking great EP. Yeah, it's good yes, shit. it is. I'm still not not that I'm new still to Motorhead, but uh, maybe ten years I've been listening to Motorhead. And when I finally gave this album a listen, I just didn't realize how good every song was. You know? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Just Ace I of Spades. Mean, you know, just... We are the Road Crew. Well, Bite the Bullets just kind of an intro to the Chase is better than the Catch. Oh, yeah. Still a great song. The Hammer. I mean, and the yeah. album cover too. Another iconic album cover. Oh yeah. And, and sadly, that's my only problem everybody... with that. I kind of wish it had Snaggletooth on the front. I like that album cover. Nah, this fits the theme of it way better. The three I like, of his Desperados. I like what Scott Ian had to say about it at Lenny's funeral. He's like, I looked at the cover and I was like, who the hell are these three Mexicans on the front? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's got a giant fucking mustache. Yeah, yeah. He looks Mexican on it. It does. They, they do look Mexican. Sadly... <laughs> Sadly, everybody on that album cover is now dead. Oh, yeah. Which sucks. Kelpie's my favorite Motorhead drummer. He's God, I never got to see Kelpie. Eddie Clark play live, man. I never got to see Motorhead. Uh, so I count did. yourself as lucky, Mr. Guy. I saw you Motorhead met, a few times. You met Lenny, you motherfucker. I know I did, but... You did? Eddie Clark is more important to me, and I never <laughs> got to meet him, so... There's nobody more important to me in rock stardom than Lemmy, I have to say. I think he's the penultimate. Well, that's like your opinion, man. How'd you get to meet Lemmy? Uh, it was after a show, just at the bar, just hanging yeah. out, talking to him. Cool guy. Yeah. No, and I mentioned to him that how awesome 
I thought he was. I was like, hey, man, it's real cool. You know, he just sat down and bullshitting, having a drink. And he goes, yeah, it's a bitch to meet your heroes and find out they're a bunch of cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he always seemed like a cool guy. Oh, he was, man. Thankfully, he's um, the coolest man to walk the planet. Uh, one of the last albums they put out, uh, this I think it was This World Belongs to You or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, on their website, they had a special where you can buy the album, uh, the, the vinyl, and they had it all signed and autographed by the whole band. And I, I got it. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, so that's that's one of my awesome, uh, one of my favorite things in my collection. And Motorhead is a band with not a bad album. I wouldn't go there. They there isn't a bad Motorhead clunkers. album. Uh, I would like still bad by normal standards. I wouldn't go there. Yeah, that's kind of a tough. That, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, that, that, that's going to take a lot of explanation and what specifically my problem is with certain things. Yeah, <laughs> like there's one problem, but it doesn't. The album isn't overall ruined. You know. Like, Orgasmatron has its problems, but it's still a good album. Iron Fist has its problems, but it's still got some cool Oh, Iron great Fist songs is on. great, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anything up to Another Perfect Day is completely untouchable. You know, you don't mess with those. First records. album has its problems. We'll have to seriously get into Motorhead one day. I do oh, a Motorhead yeah. show, you know. I think that'd be a cool idea. And uh, Fastway. Okay. Oh, we will talk about more fastly. God. Blah. What was that song, Bringing the Roar? Waiting for the Roar. Waiting for the Roar. Yeah. Uh, my number three, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Nice. Also good my thing. number three. <laughs> also, oh, your number three, too. Oh, good. So we're both. Yeah. We, this will be a quick one, then. Um, I wasn't, I originally first did not have this on my list. And mm-hmm. as I was checking out more albums that were out this year, and the one I had on here was Diamond Head, and uh, I had to get it off because I, I, I went and listened to Heaven and Hell again, and I'm like, well, I'm an idiot. How can I not have this on my list? Because you got Neon Knights. The, the Children of the Sea was, is probably the one of the best Great Black song. Sabbath songs ever. Yep, uh, Die Young. Die Young, Heaven and Hell. Um, Lonely as some... the Word is amazing. So many songs, and then this is the debut of. Wait, no, this is this is the debut of uh, Dio on. Yes, it is. Yeah, with Black Sabbath. Oh yeah, which became I'd call Dio Sabbath Heaven and Hell at this point. Yeah, because this is one of the few albums where there's really still Black Sabbath and Dio is there. It's like right. this and Mob Rules, and then it well, kind of just turns into another but, but Dio Born, Born Again is still pretty much. Black Sabbath. I mean, Ian Gillen singing, but that's the last album where the original band was really together and writing songs. And I think that's the last time they ever really fully had the Sabbath well, sound. What I mean is, like, they just turn into another Dio project, you know? Like, it's I like oh, Dio, oh, but everything oh, no. he does... Okay, yeah. Dio, I like him, but he's like a virus. Everything he touches just turns into a Dio project. Like, Rainbow, his solo work, and the later Sabbath albums he did are all very similar. Yeah. Well, you know, then you know, that's how you know it's Dio. Right. Uh, I never really looked this up, but do you know how fans took them getting a new vocalist? 
This is the first time it's happened. Probably not very well. Yeah, and then they heard him open his mouth. I'm going to admit, Dio is a better singer than Ozzy. Oh, Mm -hmm. I would have killed to have him on Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. No question about Ozzy is like straining to hit the high notes on that. Oh, yeah. That's where Dio would have been perfect. And and that's what I love about this album so much. You know, they they finally had somebody that could do more than just sing along with the riff. And right. you really, really honestly, for the first time, hear the full original band, except for the, the vocalist, be able to open up completely. And they just yeah. do some awesome shit on here. They do. And it's in my honorable mentions. It's just not my favorite Sabbath album. It's one of my favorite Sabbath album with Dio, but it isn't my favorite Sabbath album. Oh, it's either. my favorite with Dio, too. What's your favorite Sabbath album, then? Probably Master of Reality. Really? This Either is that or the first one. one. Either that this or the is... debut album. I love the debut album. I love the debut album. That would be my favorite one with Ozzy. My favorite one overall is Born Again, though. I fucking love that record. Ian Gillen's fucking great. Dude, that, album, that laugh it... at the beginning of Disturbing oh, yeah. the Priest is the single most evilest sounding thing that's ever been on a Black Sabbath record. Oh, yeah. No, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, the tritone ref is still my number one there. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get more evil. That is so fucking evil. Have you heard this laugh? But yes, Yes. that is very evil. Anyway. You're not going to get no... Born Again, the fucking album cover. Oh my god. It's a fucking travesty. I'm going to mention that. They really never did have any good album covers, except for the first one. The first album cover is cool. Another iconic album cover. Bloody Sabbath. Yeah, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is awesome. Still, even even this one, Heaven and Hell, I, I don't like the, the album cover. It's retarded. It's stupid. Oh, right. I love the album cover you for like this. That the Angel Smoking. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. I, I don't know. It's, all it's right. a it's perfect dichotomy. It goes right along with the title. It's, yeah, of course. It's pretty, I don't know, I think it's just pretty middle of the road. It looks like, right. a, it looks like a typical 70s prog rock album cover. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. But so it's you not the cover that counts... It's the music. Yep. So that was both your number three picks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to go with your number two, Wayne? What was your number three? Well, my my number three was British Steel. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. you want me to go with number my number? Well, we already yeah. did my number two, which was ACDC Back in Black. Aha! Uh-huh. So you guys went with Dio. I went with Ozzy. You went Blizzard with Blizzard of Oz. Yes. Blizzard this was of one of my picks. Fucking great album. Not not a bad song. I think uh, there's one. One yes, I there is a better. That, yes, yeah. I disagree. Too. Oh yeah, uh, no right. bone movies. Fuck you. No that bone movies. Is, yeah. I don't like. I'm Shit, not I really. A, I'm not a big fan of Goodbye to Romance either. I think Goodbye to Shut Romance is okay. Eh. No, it is a good song. Okay. It's acceptable. It's a, love, it's a it's a lovely song. I could even anyway, Goodbye to Romance. Crazy Train. Everybody Ozzy Ballard knows that fucking suck. song. Yes, everybody knows. Oh, that. Mama, I'm coming home is still good. Would be if he didn't sing it, but <laughs> regardless, that, no more tears is kind of a ballad. Yeah, but anyway, different album. Anyway, but... I don't know is a fucking awesome song. I don't know, Suicide Solution. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mr. Crowley is my favorite Ozzy solo song. Yeah. I fucking love that song. Revelation, Mother Live, is great. that fucking, or, I am so disappointed he didn't come back again. 
because to see Mr. Crowley live one more time and actually not be too high to forget it. <laughs> but I like too high to remember it. Like, that would be kind of gnarly. You know what's funny? I went to listen to this earlier and uh, on my Amazon app, the music app, and I don't know, has like, you know, it tells you like how many people, like how popular the song is. And I don't know is not very popular. What? That's like one of the really. That's yeah. like my second favorite song off the album, dude. That was that was his concert opener from like that first tour all the way up to No Rest for the Wicked. It's yeah. a the only great opener. There's only yeah. two it's a songs. Uh, Crazy Train is f- full of bars oh, uh, of yeah. the popular song, and Mr. Crowley isn't too far off from I don't know. But those are the only two songs that like are the the, the most listened to. The other ones are like uh, nobody gives a shit about them. Uh, well, Suicide Solution, I can see people trying to avoid because it's kind of a depressing song. That's not depressing. That song's great song, super fucking heavy. Oh, it's a great song, and then it is kind of depressing. But I don't know is the only song I can think of from Ozzy that's like a real ripping song. It's like almost like it's like a new wave of British heavy metal song. There, there is one that is on the same level of rippingness. I think S A T O from Dire oh, Batman. Yeah. That's you're my right. favorite Ozzy solo song. And right. Randy just goes off on that track. I forgot about that song. Oh yeah, but I don't know. It's one of the few like really quicker paced Ozzy songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big time. Answer. And that's why I fucking love it. And, but uh, Mr. Crowley, I love the grandiose fucking synths on that. It's probably oh, yeah, it's, it's an awesome it's, song. Oh, it's great. Just no bone movies. I just never, I never liked that song. What is that about? I forgot. You remember? Uh, I can't remember now. It's Ozzy's anti-porn song. Yeah, that's what I thought it was about too. <laughs> but somebody told me what it was about. I, I just don't remember. I don't think Ozzy would make an anti-porn song. Um, oh, and also too, the, uh, "Steal Away the Night." I'm not crazy about that one either. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's not my favorite song, but it's not as strong as like "Revelation," "Mother Earth." Right. I'm just glad the hits are, are like the really good songs are kind of spread out through the album. It's not completely front heavy. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like albums that are kind of like that. Cause it evens out the album. You don't, don't feel like you just right. listen to one side and don't have to listen to the other one. Right. Uh, also, uh, the, another album cover that's a, a pretty much an iconic album cover, you know? Yeah. Cool. Oh, um, you know, I, I don't remember what it, the song lyrics are about, but I do remember that. No Bone Movies was the very last song recorded. It was written in like a day in the studio to give Lee Kerslake a writing credit on the album because he didn't join the band until after all the other songs had been written. Okay. And it was originally going to be a B-side, but they added it to the album. Should have kept it as a B-side. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but either way. It, it, it could be a very good B-side, a nice it little could. curiosity, but instead it's sandwiching on the second side of the album and it just kind of ruins the flow of it. But. Yeah, pretty much. But still still a worthy album to, to go check out. Uh, oh, very... yeah, definitely. Ozzy's best backing band he ever had. Yeah. Oh, Blizzard yeah. of Oz, man. Great. What is your number two? Oh, my voice cracked. It was right. Iron, Ma- Iron Maiden. <clears throat> Oh, I mean, okay. Um, well, we already did my number one, which was... Uh, All right, let's get, well. through honor, let's get through honorable mentions. Well, what was your number one, Nate? My number one was Ace of Spades. Oh, okay. Well, my number one 
is lightning to the nations. By Diamond wow. Head. I'm surprised you took that out of your list. I didn't. Even, I totally forgot about it. How come? I didn't take it out of my list. It's at the top. Well, you, that's your number one. Yeah. Oh, I thought we already did this. Okay, I thought you were no. doing honorable mentions now. Okay. No. Uh, right. Well, you had both said your number one, and he just started to go to honorable mentions. He, he did. No, he he, told, he fucked up the whole flow of the show now. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, of course, you know, I had to pick lightning to the nations. He did, and that's a nice copy Bro. you have there, by the way. Yes, it is an original copy signed by Sean Harris. Wow. Yes. Great album. I show it off as much as I can. <laughs> you guys want to do no, honorable seriously? I mean, it, it's just it's a a, a perfect it. album. You know, it's like just a perfect snippet in time that was set down and recorded. There isn't a bad moment on it, and it. I mean, it's the Rosetta Stone for like all thrash and heavy metal. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Amazing riffs. True. Great without, vocals, you know, killer rhythm section. Not a bad song on. Sure. Without this, without this album, there would be no Metallica. No. Yeah. Well, that Metallica. You know what's funny? Feel too Yeah, but I mean, come on. Seek and Destroy is sucking my love. Yeah. I mean, oh, they yeah. lifted <laughs> it directly. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, what's funny is you know how I, I was talking about the Ozzy album with uh, the popularity of the songs. Almost every song on this album has is like pop, more popular than any song that was on the Blizzard of Oz album. Look at that. It's, it's insane. That's weird. What, Lightning to the Nations? Yeah. Like every song. Because it literally, I mean, for me, is the best like metal album ever. You got Lightning to the Nations, The Prince, Sucking My Love. I'm not too crazy about that song, but uh, Am I Evil? Am I it's evil? Ele- it's electric. Help Classic. Me. Yeah, shoot Sweet and lights. Innocent, everything. Well, Shoot Out the Lights is a B-side that was added to the remaster, but, um, yeah. But uh, Helpless, man, I mean, that, that's cool stuff. Oh, uh, dude, Helpless is just amazing. But And I know people hate to hear it, but thanks to Metallica, I know who Diamond Head is. Otherwise, I would have never known. Oh, definitely. Right. So, that's that. Uh, do you want to do the honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, starting off Los Angeles by X. Let's see. Wheels of Steel by Saxon. Nobody's Wheels Heroes Steel. by Stiff Little Fingers. De- um, Freedom of Choice by Devo. And um, Group Sex by Circle Jerks. And as I mentioned before, Bad Reputation by Joan Jett. Yeah, Bad Reputation. Fucking great album. I don't know. Never listened to any of her albums. Oh, Joan Chat's awesome. Um, yeah, Bad Reputation's a good one. Greg, you want to go next? Yeah, uh, Angel Witch is self-titled first album. Uh, Scorpion's Animal Magnetism, which is That's great. That's a good album. Uh, Def Leppard on Through the Night was another one of my honorable mentions, and so was British Steel. But uh, I'd also like to throw the Cars Panorama in there. Because that's my favorite Cars album and a great record. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, uh, honorable mention to do you do? Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio and Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones? The rest of End of the Century can fuck itself. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome. The rest, the rest of that album fucking sucks. Yeah, pretty much. Those are awesome songs. <laughs> uh, my honorable mentions uh, would be uh, Ace of Spades and Motorhead. 
Women and Children First from Van Halen. Nobody picked Ooh. any Van Halen on here. No, that's a great record, but th- like I was saying earlier, this is just such a tough year. It is. There's so many, know. so many things. Um, Kiss Unmasked. I fucking hated Kiss Unmasked for the longest time, and then I heard some cover songs. Uh, what was the hell? Uh, uh, what's the night song? Um, uh, fuck. What's the song? Kiss Something covers are usually better than the original. Sometimes. Um. Like if they're by night, the I, I can't titles. remember a song oh, on there that had night in the title. Um, oh no, Naked City. Sorry. I, oh, I love Naked City. That's Naked a great City. song. And I, I uh, actually, uh, Yorn Land did a cover of Yorn Lande. Sorry to be hmm. correct there. He did a cover of that song, and I'm like, shit, that's a actually a cool song, and I I kind of like that one. And and I went back and listened to the Kiss album. And I'm like, I like a lot more songs than I think I like on here. Uh, Shandy and. Uh, uh, what the hell is the other one? So, oh, is that you? Is great. Is that you? Um, was a good song. I was, and um, you know, uh, one of Ace's songs, "Talk to Me." I yes, love. "Talk to Me" is a good one. Yeah, there's there's some really good songs on that album. So I don't hate that album as much as I thought I did. And uh, my last one would be John Lennon and Yoko Ono, "Double Fantasy," the last John Lennon album before he was shot and killed. Uh, if you could get past Yoko Ono's stuff, it's a pretty good album. Even Yoko Ono's stuff isn't actually pretty bad; isn't uh, too bad because I think she kind of, kind of got it a little bit on that album. I don't know; it, it's it's weird, weird stuff. Uh, she's very, I mean, she's very um, avant garde kind of thing. And yeah, it's not my thing. Uh, uh, John, any of the Beatles solo material is, is weird for me because George Harrison th- is good. He's awesome, yes. Yeah, He's the most talented yeah, of the but, Beatles um, by far. Really, the only album I probably like front to back from John Lennon is Imagine. There's songs I like off other albums, and Double Fantasy is one of those that's pretty close to being good all the way through, but um, I just never got into most of his stuff. So I listened to Imagine, and it just that song was awesome. But then with Double Fantasy, it seemed like he was just finally getting... Because the other albums before, it had some good songs here and there, but Double Fantasy, I think there was so many more good songs on that. Yeah, I had Woman. There was so many hits on there. Um, I forget off the top of my head the opening track to that. But he was I just starting... Yeah, I can't remember either. But um, there was just so many good songs, and you could just tell that he was getting better. And the next album probably would have been a lot better, too. So we'll never know now. What are you laughing at, Mr. Giggles? <laughs> Fucking... Number eight, burp. Number eight, the Simpsons, B Sharps. Fucking the White Album parody they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Every time I think of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, that's like the first thing that pops into my head. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our top 666. Oh, of... Scary Monsters and Super Creeps by David Bowie. was going to throw that out there. Fucking right. awesome album. A few, good, a few good songs in there. Yeah. But, Closer uh, by Joy Division. Yeah. yeah cool. no, I'm done. Oh, In the Flat Field by Bauhaus. Dirty Mind by Prince. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, there's so many. I mean, you had Turn on the Hell by Sandinista Fist. by The Clash. Fucking awesome album. I don't know. Uh, if you have any suggestions of what you guys would like, you know, what what albums you like from 1980, uh, write them in the comments. Let us know. Let us know if our list was terrible. Let us know what you like. All right. Um, visit our website, ratsoundreview.com. 
buy a t-shirt. We have the link up there on the website. Please go buy a t-shirt. And please go check out all the shows. We have 11 shows. The King Diamond Podcast, uh, Lou Mav's uh, Music is Life, The Right Opinion, uh, Suck My Balls, Beyond Bushido, and Suck My Balls is a show. Where, where will the link be in relation, to, in relation to the screen right now when you're uploading it? Um, I thought I he know. was about to say in relation right to your scrotum. Our merge table's know. over there, guys. Go check out our merge table. <laughs> uh, who else is on our, our thing? Oh, Old Man Metal. He's going to have a new episode coming out soon. Old Man Metal, Ralph Vieira, the Ralph Infinite Vieira? Fringe. That's right. Infinite Fringe. Uh, he's coming on the show. I told him to come on the Album vs. Album show, so he will be on soon. Oh, cool. Yep. Ooh, what's our next uh, album versus album? I don't know. I told him to pick, and he loves Rage Against the Machine, so I'm going to assume... Hey, I'm cool with that, as long as it's not up against, like, Limp Bizkit or anything stupid like that. No, I don't think he likes anything that bad. We'll oh, see what thank happens. God. We'll you mean you wouldn't do it all for the nookie, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, Roland is a fucking catchy song. Oh God, I hate them so much. Rolling, 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 keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, I really didn't need you to sing it, but thanks. No. <laughs> and if you would like to take my head forever, just listen to "Got the Time." It'll it'll wipe it out, and just that'll be stuck in your head for the rest of your life. Just for you saying that. If if anybody would like to take Nate's spot, please send us an email <laughs> at ratsaladreview at gmail.com. <laughs> No, nobody's replacing me. Unless he leaves us. Or Nobody wants to hang out with you two guys. I'm the only guy who can fucking take it. Yeah, pretty much. He's probably right, yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, see you guys Well, next... I mean, yeah, who who else would listen to me talk about the same Diamond Head album week same after week? fucking goddamn Diamond Head album. <laughs> <laughs> well, if everybody would just recognize its greatness, maybe I'd shut up. <laughs> one, one day. One day they will. All right, everybody, see you next week. Going door-to-door diamond head. I'm trying to end the show. Goodbye. (laughs) Have you made the decision to let diamond head into your life? (laughs) (laughs) Cured of our Lord and Savior. Brian Tatler. (laughs) If you could just give me five minutes of your day. (laughs) What track track number is Am I Evil on there? I guess like three or something. Four. No, it's number four. It's uh, Turn first to him, number four. Side. Am I evil? Oh, I'd start with The Prince, the most beautiful song written about Lucy Forever. <laughs> oh. Oh. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. See ya. No, not beautiful as in that. Just no, beautifully just... crafted song. Yeah. Sympathy for the devil. Do you have sympathy for the devil? Yeah. I've never been a big the Motorhead cover. That's a good the Motorhead cover though was fucking great. Goodbye. Goodbye.
What? <laughs>